Welcome to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, your weekly podcast where we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four minutes at a time. I'm your co-host Rob, joined my good friends Joe and Doug. Hello. Hey all. We are uh, doing the next segment of the movie, minutes 29 through 32. Uh, This segment starts with Forrest's early release of Jenny and ends with Forrest uh, (laughs) back on a bus, this time for the military. (laughs) A steamy scene. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's get right into the uh, an awkward an awkward dorm room encounter. <laughs> yes, um, boy, oh boy, what do we have here? Well, so we start with Jenny re- removing her bra, and Forrest just doesn't know how to react to this, which is fair, I think, to some extent. <laughs> I was going to say familiar situation. <laughs> well, I mean, also like there's no setup to this, right? Like. He, he was waiting outside her room, and then we have the beat up, and then she brings him in, and then she's just like... She asks him some like really weird hippie questions about yes. who are you, you going to be. Meanwhile, yeah. he's, sitting, he's sitting on a bed soaking wet in his underwear. Mm-hmm. And uh, he does touch her, very similar to the scene in Big, guys. Yeah. Except Child, childlike. Childlike. Um, this time, there's no bra on. Um, I remember watching that scene uh, in Big with an older cousin of mine, and uh, I was pretty young, and he was, you know, he was older. And during uh, that, scene I was going to say, Big, is it your cousin who's like f- four <laughs> decades older than you, or whatever? No, it's not that, not that one. And uh, and so during the scene in Big, when uh, he puts his, his hand on her breast, my my cousin, when I was watching it, was like. 14 15 maybe 17 ounces like as if as if the character big was weighing it and so whenever i see that scene from big i think about that and that is so implanted in my brain that's what i think when i see this too that he's just like oh wonder how wonder how much this weighs that's weird (laughs) that's that's i know that's serial killer mentality well i don't to be fair i don't think that in real life i'm just no i'm I'm saying i'm saying your cousin it has some issues well it he passed them on to me so now i have this issue when i see tom hanks grab a breast um Mm. which i think is just how often does that happen (laughs) uh uh big this and uh beautiful day in the neighborhood (laughs) okay (laughs) I had to think about that. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that sex scene in that movie got cut famously. Does he, like, narrate about, like, this is what sex is? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just making all that up. That movie has not been released yet. Uh, I mean, but Mr. Forrest Mr. Has... Rog- Mr. Rogers has kids, so Mr. Rogers has boned. That's true. That's true. Uh, so, uh, Forrest, uh, you know, he, uh, this, 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 uh, this, interaction has an effect on him and he uh it ends quickly and a force apologizes as i have do. questions okay so okay. one thing i've ne- <laughs> it's i've never really gotten is does she uh touch him with her other no. hand no she doesn't no he i just, don't think so he just shoots off yeah <laughs> He's because he's not touching himself. Like if you look no. at it, you, can, you, can like, <laughs> you can see his other hand. Because that's no, Duffy's it's, not. It's very. 
I want to mm-hmm. say it, this is the subtlest hand job in history, if it is. <laughs> I don't. No, I don't think there's any touching. I think. Okay, so um, this he, is just so just he's Jenny. not he's not touching himself, and Jenny's not touching him. Mm-hmm. And it goes off. It just goes off. All right. Well, so I have a lot of questions on this too, somewhat different than yours. We know, <laughs> oh, we know, okay. we know, <laughs> we know. Forrest is is kind of you know clueless to the world he doesn't really know things until they happen to him uh i wish in the scene when he has when he goes off if you will i wish he would have freaked out not knowing what happened and asked (laughs) to go see a doctor uh is that what happened to you (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i wish he was like oh my god jenny (laughs) gotta go to the doctor like so but he doesn't He doesn't. So this has happened to him before. Maybe. And he is like I in mean, his early 20s. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, come on. Well, listen, he also beat up someone for making out with, like, he is at times incredibly clueless. So I, I'm not I wrong for that. That's, he's, that, the beating up thing, I don't think that makes him clueless. He's jealous of the guy. Even, you know, mm-hmm. even if he, I mean, I'm sure part of it is like he thinks he, she's being attacked. And I mean, from his perspective, it doesn't look great, you know? Plus, yeah. he doesn't want he doesn't want some other guy all over her. Yeah, I mean, but later in the segment, we have to we watch as the as the whole stadium has to tell him to stop running again. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying game, he's not so. dumb. I'm just Look, saying like uh, the the lizard brain knows how to get off. It doesn't know about football. <laughs> oh, what are we gonna do with this? Um, I ain't using so, bad. I ain't using any bad words. No, nope, I know. Print it. <laughs> So okay, so so this happens to him. He's he apologizes, which I mean, I'm just saying there's a lot of like accurate, yeah, yeah. But so I mean, there's a lot of like accurate stuff he does in this that like kind of surprises me, considering how inaccurate we watch him react in other situations that are much less stressful and anxiety-inducing than what happens in the storm room. He acts the way anyone would have, considering what happens in this. Yeah. Which is not the way we watch him interact the rest of the movie for the most part. Well, like Duff says, I think there's some core things that people understand. The lizard brain knows. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's baked into us. Uh but then we have this part of the scene he, that I he was knows forget. he knows enough that he ruined Jenny's roommate's rope. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we need to get to this. This is actually this is one of those moments I forget on rewatches, and it makes me laugh every time. Is that the roommate was there awake, and like horrified, heard slash absolutely saw absolutely horrified. So first she, she's <laughs> listening to Jenny ask Forrest these weird questions, and yep. then <laughs> and then awake for all of this. Just the and and that makes it even crazier. Just the lights are on. Yeah. <laughs> what is so. Uh, I have even more questions. What is Jenny's intention on all of this? Like, is the intention that they would have sex? I don't think Do you think, think that so. was what she wanted to have happen? I think that Jenny just gets caught up in the moment. And, I mean, they're both sitting there in their underwear. Mm-hmm. And Lizard so- brain, man. <laughs> Lizard brain. Okay. All right. We'll blame it on a lizard brain. Uh, does Does he know the roommates there? I mean, he must. She's yeah. well, he, right in front right of him. He, he knows that okay. that's her uh, robe or whatever. That's that right. Has, that he has over his junk. So I've asked this through the rest uh, 
many times during this podcast, but what is her roommate story of what happened here? <laughs> like, like she's trying to sleep. All of a sudden, her roommate comes in with some guy who I'm assuming she's seen before, right? I mean, he's shown up from time to time, I'm assuming, from his college to see her. She and probably then, tells I, it on a movie by minute podcast that she's recording <laughs> decades later. I mean, he it's says that story. he visits. He says he visits Jenny every, every chance he gets. So yeah, she yeah. she probably knows this is who this is. And she's, Jenny's she's not probably being she's quiet. probably actually afraid because she's she doesn't want Forrest to talk to her. <laughs> yeah, start getting in the stories. Also, Jenny's very loud the, the segment before. Like, she is not acting the way you would if your roommate's sleeping. Jenny is a bad roommate. I'm just going to go out and for say sure. it. <laughs> Even before she takes her top off. and <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to go out on a limb that this is not the first uh, man that Jenny has uh, helped while the roommate is there. Well, I mean, she was going to stay in the car with Billy earlier. I bet she would have brought Billy in. You think so? She's Maybe. probably, yeah, Jenny probably is a bad roommate. You're right. Because she does not seem to care about her roommate in any way. I so, mean, it's, I, I, I understand that she needed to let Forrest in. Like, I'm not saying she's a bad roommate for that. No. I'm, no. I'm saying that she's a bad roommate for the shenanigans and loud conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Would you have said anything if you were the roommate? Uh, well, as we know from my previous story, no, I would have. <laughs> right, you have to sign up for our Patreon to find out more on that. Well, I'm going to go oh, take yeah. my curlers oh, that's, off that's in the right. bathroom now, guys. Uh, don't mind me. <laughs> that's right. Was that the son-in-law episode where I talked yeah. about my my super awesome first night of college? Yeah. Well, $2, uh, $2, everybody, and you can get and, that story. And listeners also found out that Joe and I were random freshman roommates. Joe... Was I your worst roommate ever, or did you have anyone's worse than me that... You never chased me with a knife, so no. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do you want to tell that story? Oh, no, we'll make that paid content, too. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Somehow, wow. we'll have to find a... <laughs> What's a good movie to pair with that story? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Zodiac? We'll... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Well, we won't. We won't. We won't tell the story of you being chased by a knife wielding roommate. Um, but yeah. So that I mean, you know, not a great roommate, Jenny. We can all agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's uh, moving on. Unless there's anything else you guys have to say about dorm room shenanigans that we see in this. Uh, I have a question. Like, is he allowed to be in there? No. Uh, generally, no. You're not allowed to be in a woman's uh, girls-only dorm. I think. I mean, it depends on the school, but I know. I think generally there's like a curfew, and I think mm-hmm. you have to have a guest pass or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can't. So Rob was breaking the rules when he's. Oh over. yeah, I was. Oh. Um, so if you use a bathroom, you have to sneak out into the lobby because it's the only bathroom that's for men. Mm. Just go into a bottle of coke or something. Or yeah, Howard Hughes that's style. what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'll that's just... a really like, from what I've gathered, a fairly common thing that like dudes do in like apartments. Like pe- that's a frequent like roommate horror story I hear. Is like the roommate that just pisses in bottles because they're too lazy to go to the bathroom. What I, f- yeah. I feel like that I feel like that's a gamer thing. 
I feel like there's been a big uptick in that in the last uh, 30 you think years. So? I mean, I've peed in a bottle before, like on a road trip or something. See, I've that I was about to say I know many people who've done that in a road trip and I never have. It's not easy. And it's, it seems like it would make a mess no matter how careful you are. I know I mean, a, a not- former guest of a previous show of ours, I know, did that and then emptied the bottle out of a bus window. But the window behind him was open too, so it just blew back into the bus and sprayed all over the face of the person behind them. God, which is a really funny story. I mean, I've done it. I think I've done it once, like with my family, like on like a road trip where I really had to go and there was just no bathrooms. Wait, your um, parents were in the car? Yeah, I think it happened once when I was a kid. That's weird. They man. didn't just pull over to the side of the road. I don't know why we didn't. Maybe. I have no idea. I just remember. Joe, do you know you're making good time? That's <laughs> <why you know>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think I did it. I might have. Hmm, I might have done it once. I've done it once as an adult. I don't know if I was with my wife or who I was with, but I for sure did it. I've done it twice, and it's not easy. Um, and that bottle feels like it's going to fill up real fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You you know it's. <laughs> you better have like. You were, know, you dr- you, were you driving? No, no. I never did it when I was driving. Well, that's good, I guess. Well, that's the final um, frontier. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys peed in a bottle? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, don't oh, think man. so. Next time you come down to Madison, Milwaukee, why don't you uh, not stop and just that's, pee in a bottle? It's a very homoerotic comment. But <laughs> I, I'd recommend you use a Gatorade bottle. The mouth is a little wider, a little yep. easier. Yep. For my big hog. <laughs> <laughs> Your Hank's hog. <laughs> Oh man, we've uh, I don't we, we've lost all listeners by now. I think we had um, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> what a repulsive podcast! <laughs> Can't wait for these reviews. Uh, there are more football scenes in this movie than I remember. I always forget about this one. So and it's stupid. I, it's stupid. Cut it out. This gag doesn't work the second time. It's just it's dumb. We don't need this. Stop forest stop sign. It makes them look dumb. And it reminds me of what I've, something I forgot to say in the last football scene when they're like in the middle of a play, like half the stadium is holding up a sign to spell out like go, yeah. like, which has literally never happened in the history of <laughs> sports spectating. Yeah. Like, okay, we need this whole, these whole like six sections to hold these signs up during this play. It'll look cool. For the player to know. Yeah. Even better. Um, and you'd have to get both sides to be ready. <laughs> Because you don't know which way Forrest is going to be looking. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so now we go into um, we find out that Forrest became an All American and he gets to meet, meet John F. Kennedy. And uh, at the event, he drinks fifteen Dr. Peppers. Smart as you uh, do. I when listen, I will say this: nothing is as good as soda from a glass bottle. Fact. I don't know why. I don't know why it's so much better. I don't even like soda that much, but I see it in a glass bottle, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll get one of those. Well, all right, there's two things, one of which is that usually if it's in a glass bottle, it means that it usually uses real sugar instead of uh, corn syrup. Okay. Oh, now we're alienating. even All of our Iowa listeners are getting mad now. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've lost our biodiesel fans. We're never going to win the primary now. Uh, so that's one reason, and the other is that uh, – I I know that depending on the material that soda can taste different depending on whether it's plastic or metal or glass and I do think that 
it can taste a little better if it's in glass. So I'm not. It's not a thing I made up. It might actually be better in a bottle. I mean, some of it's psychological that Coca-Cola is probably <laughs> imprinted on our brains through gotcha. their. Um, uh, fun fact about Coke bottles, I actually know, is that you know how Coke. There's nothing like a Coke bottle. Like the design is much weirder and more yep. ornate. It's actually because in the early days of Coca-Cola. There were people, there were uh, bootleggers. They would just sell knockoff Coca-Cola, awesome. and that was one. That was one way you knew you were getting authentic Coca-Cola. Oh, that's clever. They made this really fancy, ornate glass bottle. Huh. Thanks for that fun fact, Duff. Mm-hmm. You always come through with the soda knowledge for yep. some reason. Yep. Uh, uh, drink a lot of Diet Coke. <laughs> uh, we have this. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a famous scene in this movie. We have the uh, him meeting JFK, and uh, he's drank all those Dr. Peppers. He has to use the bathroom. and No one gave him a bottle, so. Yeah. <laughs> also, those Even though there's 15 empty bottles. Listen, I would not want to pee in one of those bottles. That's that's tough. Yeah. Um, so this I have to pee line, I want to tell you, is a recurring joke in the book. Where he meets people and has to pee. Yeah, I'm really selling you guys on this that book. Sounds, this is dumb, and the yep. fact that the author is like, oh, let's do it more than once. Wow. And it's not with JFK the first time. It's with uh, LBJ. Oh. So this sequence with the uh, with JFK, um, I think I, I I think it's I think it ages pretty well. I know we had our bus stop uh, guest Rob on who thought that the uh, special effects don't look good. I I disagree. Still, um, this sequence is kind of done the reverse of some of the ones we've seen. So instead of like splicing Forrest into an old archival scene, they splice JFK into a scene that they shoot. So like all these people coming up and shaking his hand. Those are all real actors that they shot, and then they just sort of bring in uh, JFK. And I think this like moment when he turns to the camera and says something and smiles it was something something that happened in the rose garden that they took that footage and put it in here that's interesting i think i think it looks really believable yeah i do too i think it 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 looks looks it looks great um and but it's weird how like iconic that scene is and it's not great i mean the like i had to pee stuff is just silly it's kind of a throwaway line like i mean i it's hard to think about it with fresh ears. Like it's became, it became a punchline and a, you know, a catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he goes into the, uh, uh, white house bathroom and he, of course, as you would do, sees a photo of Marilyn Monroe signed, (laughs) signed to JFK, which is strange. I, I have to admit guys, I don't know much about this. Like, I mean, I know, you know, the Marilyn Monroe JFK rumors, but does, do either of you, know more about this they well, killed I, her uh, yeah but i was gonna <laughs> save that for later but one one thing i i really love is if you search like jfk Marilyn monroe at least when i did when reading about this one of the first results that comes up is an article from women's day which is a magazine <laughs> i had not thought of for a long time that's good stuff though yeah is it still around i think my mom subscribed to that i, I guess it is i don't know um but yeah, I don't know how much you know, Duff. I, I only know the basics, but I, I know the DiMaggio thing that you are referencing. I mean, I just know it's a very popular conspiracy theory that the Kennedys killed Marilyn Monroe. Um, 
I know that supposedly both the Kennedys had a fa- uh and by both I mean JFK and RFK yeah. at the same time. Well, Maybe. that okay, now we're getting in real right you ready to go? <laughs> yeah, uh, ready now, to go. So we're getting into Oliver Stone territory now. <laughs> the uh guy who played Carlo Rizzi in The Godfather, G- uh, Gianni Russo, which I don't remember who that is in The Godfather, but it's been a while since I saw that movie. Carlo Rizzi is he is the uh, he is the, the uh, Vegas guy. No, no, he's the daughter's husband. He's in the, oh. he's the one who gets married oh. at the beginning, and uh, he, the guy who beats up uh, Adrian. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, he wrote a book um, called Hollywood Godfather: My Life in the Movies and the Mob. Ooh, and he okay. claims that the mob was trying to get uh, pictures was trying to set things up at a party where JFK and Robert Kennedy would have a threesome with Marilyn Monroe and they would get footage of it and then they could blackmail the president into invading Cuba. Wow. So that they could get um, their hands on the, the Cuba's casinos. Yeah, wow. That's the, okay. That's the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. That is. So he claims... That is, that is the galaxy brain stuff. <laughs> he claims that uh, Marilyn Monroe heard about this plot and said she's going to report the mob to the media. And this is where the logic falls apart a little to me. <laughs> this is the part, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I guess R- Robert Kennedy heard of, of that Monroe was going to tell the media about what the mob was trying to do, so he uh, arranged for her to be killed. RFK killed her. Yeah, and he... Um, so there's this guy, uh, the actor here in this book, says there's a doc- guy known as The Doctor, you know, proper noun, and he was a guy the mob used to kill people. And apparently he injected air into a vein near her pubic region and she died of an embolism. But it looked like a drug overdose. Wow. Like a candle in the wind. So he says <laughs> it had to be, be Bobby. No one else would kill her. The mob would not have done it. They liked her. She was that party girl. Give her a couple pills, a couple drinks, and she'll F everyone. <sighs> Which makes me sad. I don't like to. No. She seems like a nice lady, but so so, so he so, uh, that's yeah. None of this adds up very well to me, obviously. <laughs> but well, and then that that matches up though with what? De- <coughs> oh shoot! I should have. <coughs> excuse me. Oh, someone injected air into his pubic. <laughs> I'm ODing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The doctor got me. Um, and Dimaggio. Uh, De- Joe DiMaggio, who is one of her ex-husbands, always insisted that the Kennedys were the ones that had her done in. He always believed they they arranged to have her killed. So, so when was the JFK Marilyn Monroe relationship in? Like, was that right up until her death, or was it like when when timeline did it? It would have been a. F- the, there's only one. So apparently, according to the Woman's Day article, and okay. actually. <laughs> This is in a few other articles I read from other sources. Like hist- And again, I I prefer, t- this is not the most fun kind of stuff, but apparently historians pretty much agree there's only one possible night where they, that they could have spent together mm-hmm. and that they both seem to maybe have been at the same party at, in Palm Springs at like Bing Crosby's house or something like that. Bing Crosby's house. Oh. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> and uh, apparently like someone... More like Bang Crosby, right, guys? Her her masseuse <laughs> apparently says that he heard Kennedy in the background when he was talking to her on the phone the next morning, 
and because and she's asking for advice about like back massages or something and as as we all know jfk had a really bad back Mm -hmm. and then there's of course the time where in new york where she's saying happy birthday for him yes awkward yeah and uh that also led me to find out that um mike nichols was there oh and he he claims uh, that she was not wearing underwear under that dress and it ripped while she was on stage it's like cool thanks mike nichols (laughs) and that was uh, that was another time where that's the only time where they were seen photographed together is like later that night at a party okay he's talking he's like standing by her but so this is this is this is all rumor and conjecture. Yeah. There's no actual like hard evidence of those two together. But and then there uh, is a there is a letter in that was written by someone in Robert Kennedy's family. I can't remember who to her saying, "I hear you guys are an item now." Oh. Okay. And I can't remember if it was referencing. I think it was referencing Robert Kennedy, not John Kennedy. So Ted there's wrote it, there's it's been out fuel endless speculation about this, but it doesn't seem like there's too much hard well, evidence. Well, while there's, you were talking about this, I had to look up. Uh, you know, you asked about uh, the guy who plays Carlo Rizzi, uh, Gianna Russo, right? Yeah, I learned in 1988 he killed a man <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, for right. real, for real. Jeez. Uh, he uh he owned a casino in Las Vegas, a, a club and casino in Las Vegas, and there was a member of the Medellin drug cartel harassing. Say, a say that one more time. The nope. <laughs> <laughs> the man, the man. So this man Medellin. was harassing. <laughs> this, Medellin. Don't 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 you go meddling in my story. Oh here. my god. Uh, the didn't you the watch? Harassing. Didn't you watch uh, that? Oh shoot, that Netflix show. I watched some of it. <laughs> so uh harassing a female patron uh and he like tried to intervene and then the man stabbed him with a broken champagne bottle and russo who oh. uh had a, a weapon legally uh shot that guy in the head twice killed him at a casino like right there in las vegas vegas baby he was not charged because it was justifiable however it gets better guys it gets better <laughs> okay Pablo Escobar heard about this mm. and obviously wanted vengeance, ordered a contract. But then rumor is he canceled it when he found out that Russo had starred in one of his favorite films, The Godfather. Wow. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> so amazing. Um, well, to wrap a bow around this, um, there's no firm evidence that they that she slept with Robbie, Bobby or jfk okay. uh but i will say if joe dimaggio thinks that they did and it, and then that's good enough for me also, and he also and i forgot frank sinatra is involved in this too apparently sinatra he claims sinatra was the one that introduced them and the guy yeah. who wrote the book also apparently claims that he was with her too okay FD, so, so there's there's kernels of truth in all of this uh but yeah there's a good portion of conspiracy theories on the internet are about the Kennedys killing Marilyn Monroe, but they're, I mean, Sinatra was involved with both the mob and the Kennedys. Um, and that's fact. So that's, I do. And I think it's widely accepted as truth now that Kennedy was having the secret service bring, uh, call girls into the white house. I, I believe that's just, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. 
Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's, I've read that too. Yeah. Um. So, you know, truth. Truth is often stranger than fiction. I. So, who knows? Now, wow. just just to present an opposing point of view. Okay. Just it's also questions. true that that Hoover, um, was obsessed with this. J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. Good oh, guy, yeah. J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. And uh, and he was never able to dig up anything about Monroe and and JFK. So yeah, for what the, whatever that's worth. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I as a kid, I really liked uh, I really liked RFK because his name was Robert. So he was my favorite Kennedy growing up, even though he's, they were both already dead. He's the good Kennedy. Is he? Um, well, did I choose correctly. I I've, he apparently killed Marilyn Monroe. Well. <laughs> I mean, like all politicians, he, you know, he has his bad parts. But I, for me, he's a politician who actually changed as time went on and put himself out there. He was a big labor rights advocate. He was very anti-war um, by the end of his career. With that said, he has some stuff in his past that's not great. He's pretty bad during the during his brother's administration too. But like, was, I, like you said, you he did seem to have. I don't know if it's cynically or he actually did change, but in his campaign, it, I, he did do some cool stuff. I think it's genuine. I think I, you know, I could be wrong, but I, to me, I think he's kind of an inspirational figure in ways and that he's someone who very, he could have just towed the party line. Um, and, but I think he really, I mean, he put himself out there as being anti-Vietnam as someone who was very prominent when that was still very risky for someone of his stature to do. Um, I think he was very big and able to unite people. So I'm, I've, you know, all politicians have sorted past, but I'm, I'm a big RFK advocate in general. I mean, he never killed a woman and left her in a car. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, as we move through on here, we see that both JFK and RFK get assassinated as the story continues. Hard being brothers. Hard, yeah. This is why I'm an only child, guys. That's such a weird thing to say. It is a weird thing to say. That's that's what I mean, right? When I was saying earlier about earlier in the segment, with like you never know what things Forrest is going to like react with in like a really weird way, and what ways it would be. Like that's such a bizarre thing to say. What if it's hard he had being brothers? Because right, they both got assassinated. What if he had just said like, "Must be weird having sex with someone while your brother's there." <laughs> <laughs> it must be. Uh, I guess there yeah. are two different kinds of brothers. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to say uh, that before we get to Forrest uh, drinking fifteen Dr. Peppers. Uh, quite a good spread at that white house dinner and the i was standards I was, have fallen i was just wondering if how would forrest feel about our uh our current president's fast food extravagance well i think he okay to be fair the thing he's most excited about is soda I so he probably would have loved it i mean i would have loved it <laughs> they had, being honest. like they had ta- <laughs> that, they that's had, predictable they had taco bell and burger king i mean if i could just have like if i could have a plate of like a whopper and a big mac and some fries like that does sound good to me <laughs> uh, trump trump's love of trash food is really the only common ground i find <laughs> just, yeah i'm with you like yeah you know just it is ev- pretty good ev- every once in a while you you know you just want a whopper 
if if Forrest Gump was updated, there'd be a, just a scene of him and Trump just eating a bunch of Whoppers together. This is all very weird to me. This end of this minute or of this segment always is weird to me. The army got him. The army gets him. So is it common? So you know, a recruiter asks them essentially minutes after he's graduated from college, asks them to like join the the military. Is it common to go into the military after college? At uh, this period, usually you went into the college to avoid the military. Yeah, right? I mean, or, or like, you know, even now a lot of times the, the military is an opportunity that you have that you don't have So I, I will, I will. with that said, I will say that both my dad and, the, and my uncle went into the military after college. Okay. All right, so it's not uncommon, I guess. This also, though, was uh, in the late 50s, so pre-Vietnam. So there's like, oh, I'm sure it's easy. Just sit around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is something to do. Yeah. What could go wrong? I mean, that that kind of, like, growing up, that kind of was like the army in the 90s. It was like, oh, I was joining the army for a few years. See all those commercials where it's just like, oh, you just sit around and you play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so this segment ends the force on a bus once again. I do enjoy how he politely says hi to the driver and the driver just screams at him <laughs> the driver's not having it he's so the driver it, the bus driver wouldn't s- be the drill sergeant right like what yeah the the driver is really going into the whole i'm in the army thing like we <laughs> there's a chance he might not even be in the army he might just be a bus driver <laughs> he's just a regular bus driver that screams at people uh yeah um I do like how Forrest just walks off thinking, like, I guess this is just the way people talk here. Um, and that's the end of the segment. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any other comments or questions about this particular area of Forrest Gump? So we must be – I was just thinking of time-wise. So I th- feel like Kennedy's been assassinated. We must be into 1964 now. Um, so I'm not sure if this was – before we technically all, you know, launched an all-out offensive into Vietnam. Oh, but so we, this might be pre-Vietnam? I mean, we were building up. No, it's up. not pre-Vietnam. I mean, Kennedy well, had I mean, advisors there. But I'm saying, like, the Vietnam War, quote-unquote, started at the end of 64, I think. So, but yeah, we were having a build-up for forever. Well, <laughs> well you figure he gr- it's May of 64 when he graduates, so oh, yeah, if he went yeah, right into it, then he, it's yeah, probably like so June or July. This is probably like right before the Gulf of Tonkin, and we formally declared war. Okay, so, okay. So, well, we right, never formally right. declared war. Well, I, you know what I mean. <laughs> Joe, anything you have left? No, but I, um, if anybody has good stuff about the Kennedys and Marilyn Monroe, um, I will read it voraciously. <laughs> so yeah, that, that feeds into it. I know I can speak for Duff at least. Uh, We're that's into a, it. <laughs> that's a conspiracy classic is uh, the Kennedys killing Marilyn Monroe. Uh, bonus points if it involves Sinatra. Hmm. Um, is there any, is there any, uh, any the other way around where like Marilyn Monroe or someone in defense of Marilyn Monroe had the Kennedys killed? Ooh. Let's um, go that way. I, I think you should stop talking. Happy the days while I'm ending the nest. Till once more they ride high out to sea.